Welcome to the Integrate Leadership Podcast. My name is Caleb Stanley, and today I'm joined with Randy Gravitt, and today our topic is optimism. So, Randy, you feeling pretty optimistic today? I'm feeling optimistic, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. How about you? Man, I'm pumped. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And uh, man, So we've got a lot of leaders listening, so let's dive right into our first question. Why is optimism so important? Well, I think that's a great question. I, I think this idea of whether a leader is optimistic or, or a, a pessimist is it's just a huge deal. I mean, it's, it's, it affects everything. I mean, if a right. leader is positive, they think uh, positive thoughts, they, they believe positive stuff, and if they talk in a positive way, you know, that energy just really bleeds over into everything they do. So I think it's foundational for uh, for results, frankly. I mean, I think a lot of our results come back to our belief about whether we're going to be able to accomplish things. And, and so I think optimism is a really, uh, it's a really important topic for leaders to be thinking about. That's awesome. Do you think optimism is talked enough about? I mean, do you? I'm not sure it is. I, I, I think we a lot of times we undervalue just how important it is in an organization. I think when we um, when we don't talk about it, when we don't uh, value it, 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 it ends up really uh, affecting us in a, in a negative way. And we leave a lot of results on the yeah. table when, when we don't. So, no, I, I don't I don't think the conversation is is being talked about talked about enough. I really don't. That's really good. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you've seen a lot of different organizations. You've seen a lot of different leaders. You've coached different leaders, different mentors. What effect does a leader's bias have on an organization with optimism and pessimism? I mean, what what does that look like in an organization? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good one. I think when a, when a leader is is optimistic it really sets a tone for this is where we're going i mean it just says we're we're headed in a positive direction we're going to accomplish something great there's a there's a sense of belief there's a sense of hope I, I i say all the time hope is not a strategy but i think it's important for the leader to communicate a, a sense of of just being positive i mean this idea of of optimism on the other hand i think when when we're not positive when we are a, a leader who is um who is negative, who is critical, who is pessimistic. It really just, uh, it, it, it puts a, it's like a bridle on on an organization. It just doesn't let it run free to be what it's supposed to be. I think it really clouds morale. It drags people down. It, it, there's just a spirit of criticism all around. And I think that becomes really hard to, to lead in an environment where you have a negative leader or a pessimistic leader. Um, I think, I think, I think, other things that happen, people leave in an organization like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of lot of effects when the leader uh, chooses to go uh, negative or or just or positive. Just, yeah, yeah, just just uh, yeah, on both sides. So I think that's a yeah, it's a huge Absolutely. thing. Let me ask you this: a lot of people when they hear the word optimism, they think that it's just a verbiage, or uh, they think that it's just how you talk. But is optimism more than the language of how we talk? And and if so, what does it look like? For someone to lead with optimism and not well, just talk with well, optimism. yeah, I think it. I think it's one thing to say you're optimistic. I do think it is a behavioral deal when we start uh, demonstrating optimism. Um, it, it, it's wrapped up in our work ethic. Uh, it's 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 wrapped up in our passion and our energy that we bring to our position or our role, whatever the situation is. I think there's a lot of things that that op, a lot of ways that optimism plays itself out. 
uh, it, our resilience when we're willing to stay with something and, you know, keep on knowing that we're supposed to be doing it. And, and yet we have circumstances that bust us in the face and we keep getting up and we keep pushing. So I yeah. think, I think optimism has played out in several behavioral ways. It's not just something we say, it really is something we do. It, it, you know, optimism, uh, it, it would be easy to think it's a noun, but it's, 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 uh, I really would like to think of it more like a verb. Yeah. It's what we do. It's, you know, it's who we are kind of thing. So it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an important concept, but it's, but it's it, a concept is not enough. It's got to be lived out. That's really cool. It kind of leads into my next question, Randy. I've, I've known you for a while and you've always had, you know, just a positive vibe about, you know, about your attitude, about what you're doing and how, how do you remain so positive? I mean, have you always been this way? Was there a shift that happened in your life where you said, okay, I'm just going to choose to be optimistic or, I mean, what does that look like personally for you? Yeah, I think, I think back to, uh, really the way I grew up. I mean, I, 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 uh, um, my mom was, was a really positive, uh, person and she just had an outlook that was, um, just like we, you know, we can, and, and, uh, we're going to overcome whatever it is and whatever the situation, whatever the challenge, she just had a really positive uh, perspective on life. And my dad was, was in some ways he leaned the other way. He was more of a, a pessimist. I'll, I'll say he, you know, when, when the, uh, when the Braves were going to play before the game, it was, you know, I bet they're going to lose tonight kind of thing, that kind of mindset. <laughs> my mom was, they could be down by 10 in the bottom of the night. Then my mom they're was like, they're going to come back. <laughs> they're going awesome, yeah. to win. So I, I'd say I got a lot of my positive, uh, you know, mindset from my mom. But I, I think about my mom, and I look back to the way she was raised, and she was raised in a challenging environment in some ways, and just you know had some had some things that were difficult, and yet here she was still positive and still overcoming, and just so she demonstrating kinda, that. And so it, it just in my mind early on, I remember thinking your circumstances should not determine right. what your outlook is. You get to choose. I mean, regardless right, of your circumstances. Right. And so um, that's cool. I, I don't know. I think that's a. I think that's a. It's just a mindset that you either you either choose one way or the other. You get to, I think you do get to choose. I don't. I don't. You've got to focus on something, you. and it's yeah, that's, yeah. That's I mean, really it's, cool. It's just that's, a sense of belief. So, well, it is crazy too. You think about you know a lot of different stories of just crazy people in history, and some of the most influential people who have had the most positive impact on society and culture. They have had the craziest stories, and they've had the most pain in their life. They've had the craziest experiences, but they're choosing to focus their their attention on that optimism, and that's that's really cool. Well, uh, that kind of leads us into the next question. How do you remain optimistic around negative people? You know, for maybe a business leader out there, a pastor, uh, you know, whoever's listening, a leader, that they say, well, I'm trying to lead. I'm having a good attitude. I'm being intentional. But everyone around me just has this negative attitude, and I, I feel like I can't be positive around them. What, what does that look like? How do you lead through that? Yeah, I, I think that um... – one of the things I try to do is, regardless of the people or the circumstances, I just try to remember what's true. And as I think about, you know, how good really that I do have it and how good uh, the people around me have it, it's it's really easy to um, to remember that there are a lot of people who, who are uh, in a lot harder circumstances. And so, you know, it's, it's all relative. I mean, I, I think... It would be really easy to say, you know, it, I got stuck in traffic today and that made me, you know, pessimistic or, or have a negative, right. bad attitude. 
in, in the scheme of things, that's pretty minor compared to, yeah. you know, what some people are struggling with. So uh, let's keep things in perspective here. And so, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's it's just important to own it, that you have to you, – you, as a leader, you know, I talk about self-leadership all the time. The most important person or the hardest person you'll ever lead is yourself. And I think that this is a place where you have to lead yourself. You have to think about – uh, what's true? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta decide whether you're going to be grateful or whether you're going to be uh, greedy. You know, right. and and I think when you start thinking grateful thoughts and you're thankful and and you appreciate what you have and you understand that things could be a lot worse and you see situations that are, you know, where people are struggling and you you know, you, you feel empathy there and even show empathy, try to demonstrate that. I I don't know. I, I feel like it it just fuels your optimism. It helps you to to stay uh, positive. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but I, but I think a lot of it goes back to what, what you believe is true and what do you, what do you embrace? And if you look at how good you really have it, it's, um, you know, it's pretty crazy that That's we would, cool. that we would yeah. become negative when, when really we have things pretty good. So right. let's be, well, let me ask you here. this and you, you may have to think for a moment on this, but when you, when you talk about leading people, lead, you're, you're really, you're leading mindsets of people. And is there a time that you can think in, in your leadership and in your life, uh, that maybe you're coaching someone, you were leading someone and you saw their mindset change from a negative mindset to that of, you know, a positive mindset? Yeah, I can think a lot of opportunities. Uh, of uh, examples. I mean, you, back to your question earlier about how does, how does your, bias optimist or or pessimist how does it affect an organization uh i think it also affects the people you lead and i think when you are positive and you fuel your own um level of of optimism back to our word i think that it it spills over to those you lead and so mm-hmm. I, yeah i can think of examples where i've had people around me who have been um They've, they've kind of leaned the other way, and I think at some points, you know, you, you feel that rub off on them, and, and all of a sudden they uh, they they realize you're not going to, you know, you're not going to yield your your uh, your optimistic attitude, and the next thing you know, they're they're believing more as well. But I think some of that goes back to them, and I think I think on the flip side of that, I think if you're not careful as a leader, you can let the people around you who are maybe negative or critical or pessimistic, I think you can let them rub off on you um, as well if you're not careful. And so they can, they can drag you down. It's a lot easier to, uh, to pull somebody down. You know, I've always heard the analogy if, if you're standing on a, on a chair, it's a lot easier for somebody to pull you off the chair than it is for you to pull them up right, on the chair. Right. So, I mean, this is, this is one of those situations where it's similar. I think, I think you have to work really hard to make sure you've got enough positive people around you to help you shape uh, an environment or a culture right. of what you're you're trying to lead. So, and, and some of that goes back to what you were talking about a minute ago. You're asking the question, you know, what do you do with negative people? And I think a team um, has got to be careful not to have uh, really a tolerance for pessimistic people. Yeah. I mean, and I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but I would say. If I'm the leader and I'm the one who's choosing, yeah. Well, if I'm the one who's choosing how to grow that team or who's going to be on that team to select people, you know, I'm going to make sure that that I'm bringing positive people onto that team. And if I have people that are negative, 
uh, that are pessimistic about the work we're trying to do, then then I don't have to work with them. Right. That's my choice if right. I'm the leader in that situation. So I think I think you can remove you know negative people uh, ultimately if you have to, but I think it, as a minimum you ought to be willing to confront them and challenge them if they are uh, if they're demonstrating you know negative right you know right. pessimistic attitude i mean you want to you want to call that out first and and then ultimately if you have to you you can remove right. that person from the situation that's good if you have to so, you know i don't i don't think you want to have an environment where you allow negative people to 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 lead i mean that right. that just you know well, people uh, that people that are we can't and and it won't work and it's too expensive and we don't right. have enough I mean, and those people can really drag you down and and you know, well, you know, we're fighting that within ourselves. You know, the right. the negative voices, and I think the natural pull of culture that we live in today is it can't be done. You're not good enough. It won't happen. And you know, the Your last thing we need true. to do I mean, exactly <laughs> the last thing we need to do as we try to build these great teams of leadership is put that inside of our team. You know, that's uh, and I think that's so crucial how you say. You need to take whatever steps necessary to surround yourself with positive thinking people and people well, yeah. with optimism. And, and I think those negative people are, you know, I, I say sometimes they're a lot like Eeyore on Winnie the Pooh, you know, the, the little children's book. I mean, Eeyore's really cute in, in Winnie the Pooh, but at work it's a drain when you're surrounded by people right. who are sucking the life out of right. you. You, don't, you know, it's just not good. The morale goes down, the production goes down, the results go down. And, and honestly, it's as a leader – you're emotionally affected by those yeah. people around you. So that's, the people around so you really determine, you know, your level of optimism too. I mean, that's one way right. you can fuel it is make sure right. you've got a lot of positive people around. And now the next thing you know, you're, you're well, rolling. Not things only are that, great, but so. optimism attracts people. I mean, it, negative people and positive people. And if you're a team that's building around the values of optimism, you're, you're going to grow your team naturally. Right. And uh, I mean, well, and I, and I, I think that goes back to, you know, John Maxwell talks about the law of attraction and, you know, if you're positive, you're going to attract positive people. Right. If you're negative, you're going to attract negative people. Right. And oftentimes we see a situation where if you find a negative leader, you're going to find a negative culture because right. that leader has allowed that and attracted that. And right. the same thing's true. We see a lot of, you know, we get to work with yeah. a lot of people who are very positive and, and you look at their teams yeah. and what are they? They're really positive. Right. So excited. It's, they're, they're dreaming excited, big, fired up. crazy yeah. big sometimes. It's, yeah, exactly. It's cool. So that's exactly right. So, Randy, you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, attacking the negative mindsets in an organization. and You said you may need to, to get rid of that, that mindset, to get rid of that person. But before that, you said that you needed to have a conversation with them. What? Give us an example of what that might look like. Yeah, ultimately, you don't want to, uh, again, as I said, you, you, you hopefully don't have to remove somebody that you've invited on your team and they've been a part of what you're doing and and at some point possibly even had a positive mindset and now things kind of go south i you know the the last resort would be to remove them but but you do want to be willing to confront them and i would say immediately i mean if you start seeing a negative mindset or or a negative uh, tone in your organization i think that the best leaders are the ones who go and they they weed that out and they um mm. they make sure that they're they're willing to confront that. And so I would, you know, if I see that in a, in a situation as the leader, I think it's my responsibility to pull that person aside and say, Hey, look, this is, this is having an effect on things. Can you tell me what's going on? Is this a circumstance? Is this an attitude? Is this a heart issue? I mean, what, right. what is it that's, you know, what is this going on right now in you that's caused you to get sideways with what we're trying to do? 
And I, I think just being willing to have that conversation with a person a lot of times will open them up and it will it will let them know, A, that this is not tolerated, but B, I want to I help you work through this and I want to know right. what's going on. Is this something I've done even to cause right. you, know, you to be pessimistic in this case? If I'm the leader, I think that's on, on me to, to own that and to make sure I'm right. at least willing to have that conversation. So I think it's, it's important to... You know, to, it's, to just it's call it out frustrating and, and to talk sometimes. about it. Yeah, like I've realized in, in my own leadership and in my own life that it's easy when people get negative to get really frustrated and to, to miss what's really happening. But so many times it, it's something personal going on in their life and with their family or with whatever that looks like for them. And they just they need to be realize that they're cared for and that they matter. And having that conversation can really help that and open the doors for that up. Randy, how do you create a culture of optimism, of sustaining optimism, of encouraging optimism? What does that look like? Well, I think you want to name it first. I mean, I think you want to say to those people in your organization, this is this is one of our values, if, if it is one of your values. And once you state that, then I think you've got to, uh, you got to think of it at, at several different levels. You know, people, some people may need some training on that. There may need to be, I mean, there's a lot of levels of when we talk about optimism, all the way down to even awareness and and just making sure it's stated. But but making sure people are are aware of of what it means to be optimistic, of how that gets fleshed out in a meeting, how it gets in a conversation, in our work, in a project, whatever we're, we're doing. I think those things are important. I also think the the best leaders are the ones who reward what they want to be repeated, and so. And you got to create a way to uh, to reward what it is. Also, I, I left this out, but I, you know, you really is there a way that you can measure it? And I, I think if you can say this is important, here's how we're going to measure that. Here's how we're going to here's how we're going to go after that and attack that. I, I think people can really begin to respect that and and you know make progress on that. So I think it's I think there's several ways. I, don't, I think it's like anything else. You want it to be uh, important. You got to tell people it's important, and then you got to measure it, and you got to reward it make it a part of their performance and and celebrate it when you right. see it i mean it's you know being positive is and, and optimistic off. it's what's yeah. contagious too and i think i think the more we can you know talk about it the the better we can uh, do at creating that culture i think right. ultimately you want it to be a culture like you're saying so well randy as we wrap up today's conversation on optimism what would you say to any anyone out there who goes well man that's a great concept it's a great idea but i really don't know if I'm going to take steps towards that, I don't know if it's worth putting energy towards that. And what, what would you say to that individual? I think I would remind that person of the words of Colin Powell, who said perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. And I think that's a, that's just a fantastic statement about this is, is I think about optimism it it oftentimes I think well that'll add value to people but really what it does when I'm optimistic or when I encourage someone or when I'm speaking life into a situation it really does um, it it does become a force it it and it doesn't just add value it multiplies so I I think that person who doesn't um, embrace optimism is is neglecting a huge force multiplier for their team for their organization, ultimately for them as an individual. Because I think when we add value to people, it actually brings joy to us. And it's, right. a, and it's a huge thing. We know we're shaping a culture that, that's making a difference and accomplishing a mission and, and it leads to a vision. Yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's a powerful thing. So I think 
optimism is one of the underestimated, undervalued things that we have in our tool belt to really shape a culture. And ultimately, the the team or the organization with the best culture uh, typically wins. And right. so, if we want to if we want to achieve high performance, we want to be great. You know, I think this idea of and I think the word perpetual is important. Just just optimistic every day, day in day out. We just we just grind on optimism. When we yeah. do that. I think it becomes a force multiplier. So I would, you know, yeah, I would challenge anybody who would say that that being pessimistic is the way to lead. I think yeah. I think the optimistic leader is uh, is is has differentiated himself. He has a competitive advantage over the over the one who would be negative. Man, so much good stuff today, Randy. You know, one thing you said that really stuck out to me was that optimism isn't just how we talk. But it's how we behave. And really more than that, it's what we believe because behavior is a direct reflection of what we believe. Another thing you said today is that optimism is a choice and you get to choose it. It's not your circumstances choice. It's not even your coworkers choice, but it's your choice and you have the opportunity to embrace that choice. And finally, that great reminder from Colin Powell that perpetual optimism is a force multiplier. And as a leader, if we choose to be optimistic, we can become a force in our organizations and our teams and even in our culture in general. So I hope that our conversation today has encouraged you to be more intentional about optimism in your leadership and in your teams. And until next time, we'll see you on the Integrate Leadership Podcast. Mm-hmm.